I want you to know that having a broken heart, feeling like you don't have the strength to go on, is completely normal after a relationship with a narcissist. There are certain things that you can do to get through it. So I'm going to share with you exactly what you can do to get through those initial days and weeks and even months of feeling desperate, feeling alone, feeling like your heart is shattered and you're just in a pile of the former self on the floor. How long does it really take to get over a breakup anyway? Let's be honest. One study says that it takes about 18 months to get over a divorce. Another study says it takes anywhere from three months to 18 months to get over a regular breakup. Then there's the how I met your mother theory, which says That's the length of the relationship. One week for every month you were together. Exactly 10,000 drinks, however long that takes. I'm not sure that one's accurate. Either way, you might find yourself thinking about your ex a little more than you want to. A lot of times these are addictive thoughts. So what can you do to stop addictive thoughts? Going through a relationship with a narcissist is really difficult. The end of that relationship sometimes feels even more difficult. So how are you supposed to get through those initial days and even the days that follow where you're asking yourself, how am I going to survive this? Am I ever going to get through this? It's not just your standard broken heart when you're talking about a narcissist either. It's so much bigger than that. And yeah, it's really hard to deal with. But you know what? Getting through this part is really essential for you, for your life, and everything that it involves as you move forward. Yeah, a broken heart is going to take time to mend even more so if you're in the middle of changing literally everything about your life, which very often you are when you're going through ending a relationship with a narcissist, whether it's your spouse or your friend or your parent. There's always some brokenness that comes along with it. It's an emotional pain that is so bottomless that it literally can feel like a physical blow to yourself. It is physically painful. It is emotionally painful. And when you're in this place, all you really feel like you want is just for this deep, horrible pain to just go away. As much as I'd like to tell you that there's some magical cure for it, there really isn't. There's no band-aid that can just literally be ripped off for a broken heart. And it does sound a little cliche, but time always does help heal all wounds. It is going to be the most effective way to get through it. However, there are things you can do along the way to speed it up a little bit if you want to. Over time, if you did nothing, the pain would eventually stop. But between now and then, the tips I'm going to offer you today will help you to make the pain a little less painful. It might make a little difference in how you're feeling and help you to stop feeling so much pain and start feeling a little bit more peace. If you take the time to listen to this video and really try some of these tips and really allow yourself the opportunity to breathe and move forward, I really think you're going to find yourself feeling happier and more peaceful more quickly. This is stuff that works, stuff I've worked with my clients through and even more. Take a look. Number one, cry. You might feel awful for the first few weeks, depending on how emotional of a person you are, and you might feel like crying for days, and that's okay. Go ahead and do it. A significant change really has occurred in your life, and it's very painful. There's no way to expect that you will just feel a little sadness and be able to shut it off with a switch. It just isn't that simple. So allow yourself to grieve for your loss, but not for too long. Staying in the past for too long can only hurt you. Number two, talk to someone close or someone who's been there at least. Use the shoulder of someone who cares about you or who really understands, like a coach, a therapist, or a support group member, like in the Spanily, to get out your feelings. This is a way to purify your soul by letting someone share your pain. Let them listen, let them comfort you and offer advice. You don't necessarily have to take that advice, but sharing this comfort can make you feel 
better. Make sure you only allow yourself to grieve and lean on someone for a little while because you do need time to move forward. Number three, distract yourself. Bring friends you care about back into your life. Maybe having that relationship was keeping you from spending time with your parents or your siblings. Maybe you hadn't talked to your best friend in weeks. Surround yourself with the support network. Getting things that need to be done around the house is also a great way to get lost in a project. Go to the gym, organize your closet, get out and take a walk. Distracting yourself is a great stepping stone to moving on with your life. Number four, look toward the future. Forget the past. Once you've allowed yourself the indulgence of grieving for a part of your life that is now in the past, hey, look forward. There is a definite need to be able to start a new chapter in the book of your life. Now that you've come past the sadness and the anger, it's time for hope and renewal that will help you to move on. So take time out for yourself. Get to know yourself as a single individual instead of as part of a couple. Replenish your soul by becoming you again. One more quick tip for you, something that I do with my clients, as I mentioned in that clip earlier, very often we do this thing where we kind of set an end date on our morning. It's not to say that you actually stop feeling all the pain at that moment, but it's more about giving yourself a certain amount of time to go through the hardest parts of the grieving. To go through the parts of the grieving where you feel just devastated and miserable, like you can't get anywhere. And if you take that time, I, I recommend anywhere from a weekend to three weeks, four weeks at the most. Four weeks would be for someone who has been in a relationship for 25, 35 years. A weekend might be for someone who's been in a relationship for a few months. Anywhere in between. Whatever works best for you and with your schedule and your life because you really can't stop living forever. Take some time, pick a day, end the pain, end the active mourning on that date. This doesn't mean that you can't feel sad about it in a year when something strikes your memory and triggers you back into sadness. But it does mean that this is going to be the time that you're going to actively mourn this person and this relationship and the person that you thought you were getting into or getting with when all of this started and and also the person that you used to be because now you're not going to be that person anymore no matter how hard you try but you can become a new better version of yourself and that my friend can be a very beautiful thing check out my videos in the description below about becoming who you want to be and don't forget to check out the videos in the cards above as well because they're going to help you move forward as well. Here are five ways that you can change your mind, change your life by stopping the addictive thoughts about your ex. So take a look. Number one, figuring out a way to play the tape all the way through. Well, what do I mean by that? Before you decide, okay, I'm going to reach out to this person. I'm going to call the narcissist again. Maybe they're not really a narcissist or maybe I, you know, I jumped too fast. I was too hasty. Before you do that, I want you to stop and I want you to think about it. What are the long-term consequences really going to be here? Because the fact is that only through being aware personally of yourself and your own self-evaluation can you arrive at the place that will stop you from going back to the old ways, going back to the narcissist, back to the old codependent type of behavior, and then implementing change. That's what you want to do. You want to implement change. So take a moment and think about, if I go back to the narcissist, what exactly is going to happen? Is it going to be amazing? Or am I going to get back into exactly what I tried to get out of before? Number two, you've got to get support. Going through narcissistic abuse 
going through feeling addicted to someone and the patterns that go along with that, the different behaviors, well, those things all really thrive in darkness. So if you come out to people in your life who you trust or to a support group like SPAN, which is support for people affected by narcissism and relationships, my support group, you can join at queenbeing.com SPAN it will help you. You can share your stories, you can talk with people who understand and maybe can provide some really helpful insight. Sure, you can work through it alone, but it's so much easier if you give yourself a little bit of support because the fact of the matter is it's too simple to return to your old ways, to the codependency, when there's no one holding you accountable. So whether you choose to join an online support group or come to my live chats Monday through Friday or something like that, or you choose to join a group in your town or even just get some friends together and talk about it, you've got to get some support. Do something. Number three, you got to know what triggers you. So make sure that you get rid of everything in your house that might trigger you to get reach out to or stay too focused on the narcissist. And so if the narcissist gave you a particular item, get rid of it. If you can't stand to get rid of it, put it in a box down in the basement or back in the closet somewhere where you don't have to look at it. And then stay away from people and places and things that might suck you back into that really negative self-destructive behavior. Of course, this could mean that you need to make a whole new group of friends, but if that's what you have to do, then that's what you have to do. Even if it means moving or changing your job, do what you need to do to keep your head in the right place. And number four, don't forget self-care. So many of us are so good at forgetting self-care. We don't eat well, we don't get enough sleep, or we sleep too much. You know, the fact of the matter is being properly nourished, getting enough rest, and keeping your positive state of mind, those things are going to all go hand in hand. It's so much easier to rest well when you're eating well and maintaining a positive state of mind. And it's easier to eat well when you're maintaining a positive state of mind and resting well. And of course, resting well and eating well also help maintain a positive state of mind. So don't forget those things. Go get a massage or whatever. Do something to make yourself feel nice and healthy and good. And make sure that you move your body too, because all of those things will also be enhanced by exercise. Whether that means that you get in front of your TV and you do some Shanti insanity or something, or you actually just go outside and walk around the block. Do something. Even turning on the music and dancing around the house with your kids can be fun. Finally, number five, don't forget to shift your focus. Use a pattern interrupt. Do something that is different. One of the best things about going through this with a support group is that you can contact them as outlets up to a point because the fact is it's a two-way street. But when you listen to the stories of other people and you practice kindness and you share your own stories, then you change your old addictive behaviors and your old negative behaviors and you can commit to a new and more powerful, more positive way of thinking. What do you think about that? If you take the time to follow these steps, as difficult and painful as they can be, you will begin to find yourself again. Your heart will begin to heal. Not only can you become whole again, a whole person individually by yourself, but you can also become exactly the person you want to be, the person you've always wanted to be, the person you deserve to be. You can be happy. It doesn't last forever, I promise you. Stay strong, stay focused, choose yourself over pain. Choose yourself, your happiness over the happiness of the narcissist. Don't forget you can join SPAN for free at queenbeing.com span. It is an amazingly supportive group. This is your chance to start fresh. Once the pain starts to ease off a little bit and relieve a little bit, you're going to see that and you're going to realize this turns out to be an amazing opportunity 
for you to become the person you've always wanted to be. The beautiful thing. This brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, what do you think about all this? Do you understand where I'm coming from here? Do you agree with me that you can heal and change? Have you personally healed? And if you have, what did you do to heal? Share your thoughts, your experiences, and your feelings below. Let me know what you've done if you have healed because I believe that you'll help another survivor who maybe is on the same path as you. If you haven't healed, let me know what you're struggling with and I'll make more videos to help you get through those moments. As always, thanks so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon.